welcome to the Alia Graphic October Roundup. And uh, uh, today we have three of us here. So I am Jurgi from Kingston Libraries in Victoria. And we've got Sarah, you wanna introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Sarah. I'm over in Western Australia and I'm a library and information services student. And we've got Gabby. Hi everyone. <clears throat> I'm Gabby uh, from New South Wales. I am a current uh, library tech in a primary school and I am so close to finishing my uh, librarianship degree. Awesome. Excellent. So today, as usual, we're, we're just going to talk about some news items that uh, got our attention and also um, our personal picks. Uh, from this month's new titles. Uh, there are always a lot more new titles that that come out in the month and you can find them all on our blog. But here we'll just discuss our personal picks, which may not be necessarily the best, but <laughs> they're the ones that we're interested in uh, for some reason or another. So um, uh, first of all, we're going to have Sarah. What's news? Sarah. News. For me this month, I was really excited to read about the HarperCollins uh, launch. They're going to release a new line of leveled beginning readers in the comics graphic novel format. So it's going to be releasing June next year and they're going to be aimed at ages, kids ages four to eight. It's going to be broken into three reading levels, one, two, three. And they're going to have a story, but they're also going to have a cartooning basics page to show kids how to read comics. And I just am so excited about this. I think it's a great idea. I think it's um, showing that publishers are starting to really look towards middle grade comics and to bring them into a more of an educational setting so that we can get them into libraries and into schools. Um, they're going to have four titles. Um, one of them is called Clark the Shark and the School Sing, which apparently Clark the Shark is a picture book. So I think there's going to be a lot there for kids to instantly capture their attention and then be excited to pick up something that's a bit different. Um, and it's going to have text with a lot of visual cues to show them how to follow the storyline along. Um, and yeah, June next year. So I'm very excited about that. I think Gabby will have something to say about this as well. Uh, yes. Um, working uh, in a school and with um, kindergarten, you uh, one and year two in particular, the, the girls that do find it, um, you know, a struggle to, to start their reading, having um, those early level readers are, so important because and also ones that are just engaging for them to look at and um that they want to pick up um our most popular one in our library is um mo williams's elephant and piggy there could only be one or two words on the page but the kids love them um so i was really excited to see that they are going to bring um some comic book style ones out because they're great and yeah we just need high quality um <laughs> ones that will engage the kids um because if they're if 
they're not engaging that kids aren't going to pick them up. They're not going to read them. Um, so I think they'll be so valuable um, in that early, early starting to read age bracket. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, uh, I, I hope they pull it off I, and they do a good job, but yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's a great idea. And, you know, how, how often have we heard like, Oh, I don't know how to read comics. You know, I get, well, this is, this is perfect. Start the, the, you know, start young and show them how to read it <laughs> from a very young age. So I think it's, I think it's a really great idea. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, that's cool. So, um, Gabby, what's news? I'm pretty excited uh, that the Lumberjanes comics, so there's, I think there's 70-ish, about 70-ish issues and I think there's 13 graphic novels uh, uh, format so far. Um, HBO Max have won the rights to adapt, um, starting from the first one. The creator of She-Ra, um, Noel Stevenson, she is going, she's attached um, to the project, uh, which is pretty fun because She-Ra is also great. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Hopefully uh, HBO does, does a good job in, in adapting them. So yes, that's uh, hopefully coming out next year-ish. Yeah, next, next year. <laughs> uh, and I think it's, um, yeah, uh, I think a lot of people are looking forward to it. I've seen a lot of excitement on Twitter. Um, it's also, uh, um, uh, let's also remember that the, the, the ongoing uh, comic series is uh, going to be finishing, but they, they did say that there will be more Lumberjanes um, coming out as well. And in fact, next month, uh, so in November, um, this, um, the third of the original graphic novels um, of Lumberjanes is coming out. So Lumberjanes True Colors. Uh, and that's the third one in these original graphic novels by uh, written by Lila Sturgis. So, um, yeah, so Lumberjanes. Um, yeah, that, I, I'm looking forward to this series as well. I think it's going to be a good one. Have you read this, Sarah? Yes, I have. I think I've only read the first one and then haven't really come back to it but i do follow um noelle on twitter and you know she's just a really great creator and i think she'll add a really great element to it and i think that with the series coming out then you can expect a lot of people coming back into the series to read it and then you can also if you work in a library you can definitely tie that into displays and you know the benefits just keep rolling on really yeah. Hooray. <laughs> and yeah, uh, um, yeah, I like Noel Steven, uh, Stevenson, yeah, and I love Nimona. Like the moment that I read that book, I was like, wow, this is really amazing. Yeah, I read that too, and it just made me laugh a lot. Like her, her panels may be really simple, but they're just so funny. And I am so awed by the fact that she can make a scene involving like a bad guy and someone that isn't meant to be a bad guy too, you know, just so funny. Um, yeah, I like Nimona. That's really good. Yeah. All right. So f for me, um, 
Well, there's a, an article that was published on the conversation. Um, and uh, it's written by Aaron Stouter. I'm sorry that I butchered that surname. People do that to me every day. With <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very aware of that. I'm sorry I should have prepared. Um, yeah, who is a professor of sociology. And basically, she's written an article about uh, how uh, saying how comics can teach readers how to identify fake news. Mm -hmm. Most of the article, actually, she's discussing, you know, how to deal with fake news and how to identify fake news and, th and things like that. So, um, which is always, it's always good to read something like that because it's very important these days. Uh, and she actually wrote a book um, called Won't Get Fooled Again, A Graphic Guide to Fake News. So it's actually in graphic novel form and, and it's about um, fake news and how to identify them and how to um, deal with that. Um, so, you know, in the article, she mentions how researchers have also shown that uh, graphic narratives can actually accelerate cognition by focusing the reader's attention on crucial information. So you can get the information faster as well. And you can, um, um, and studies have also shown that uh, you retain more of the information as well. Uh, and, and how images can clarify complex content and things like that. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, so uh, it, it seemed like it's an interesting article I, I found, uh, and it's always again it's always good to see um, academics who value graphic novels, who use the medium as well to explain things and to teach, and um, and you know who make um, connections between literacy and graphic novels and. Uh, and learning. So um, yeah, it's a, an area that has always interested me. So um, interesting article. Ha, uh, ha, have you read it, any of you? I have not, but it's a, it's an interesting, um, yeah, it's an interesting way to look at it because, I mean, I value graphic novels because you do learn, you can learn so many things by reading them. Um, things about yourself empathy context like reading a graphic novel can just give you so many things and it's yeah i've never thought of to, to make that connection between you know reading a graphic novel and thinking about fake news and and how you can identify it and and making those connections yeah um yeah it's funny that um well, fake news is a term now, you know, like yeah. 10 years ago, if we had said that in a podcast, people would be like, what? <laughs> but it's its own category. And when you say it, it instantly catches people, you know, they understand what you're talking about. And I think particularly with um, the younger generation where they converse with video and memes and content that is images, I think it's important that we're um, clarifying that and showing that it has power and it has educational purposes. Um, 
especially this year, anything that I've had to come across that is more of a difficult concept or is more stressful. I really enjoy um, like ABC. They've been pretty good this year at putting out a lot of um, mini comment comics, sorry, on like Instagram that explain things. And I find them really helpful because my adult brain is, uh, you know, there's so much else going on. I, if you put the information in front of me in text, I would not engage with it. You know, I would just, my eyes would glaze over, but if it's got images and it's got bright colors, it just adds depth and I take it in more. Um, and I think everyone else is probably the same. Um, I think it's a good way to explain really difficult concepts. Um, you know, I understand them easier and I just wish that people would do that for everything maybe in my life, you know, yeah. draw a little comic about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think visuals can really help uh, very often in explaining concepts and especially complex concepts, you know, they can really help. And uh, this year, actually, uh, it was interesting that, uh, you know, when the whole pandemic started, there were quite a few um, comics and uh, web comics that came out, uh, you know, explaining um, the virus and how, we, they, how the infection happens and things like that. Um, uh, and uh, I found them really fascinating and, you know, uh, easy to read but at the same time they managed to get a lot of information across um, um, in a way that was easy to understand so yeah uh, I think I think they can be really good like that and yeah it's it's good to see um, studies like this and academics discussing things like this so um, of, of course she also promotes her book <laughs> you know uh, but yeah, like that, that could be a good book as well to use uh, at schools. Obviously, I, I haven't had a chance to read it, but um, you know, it's, it's a graphic novel and it discusses you know, how to identify fake news and, and assess if something is you know, fake or, <laughs> or believable or you know, a good source. Uh, and this is always important. I mean, my, my background in teaching and media uh, studies, you know, um, I, I think that this is essential. I think this is absolutely essential and it should be taught at school. And in my opinion, actually, it shouldn't be uh, optional. It should be compulsory, um, you know, for everyone. Um, I think nowadays this is as important as, as maths and English you need to have media literacy. Yeah, because we've got the generation coming through now that have only ever been around the internet. Um, you know, I can still remember me personally being at school where we had to go to the library, we had to look through encyclopedias, we had to find information from books. So I still retain that memory and then I kind of have that understanding that there's a barrier, you know, that what you read on the internet isn't 100% um, correct and anyone can put it on there. But you've got people behind us who that's all they've known. Um, and yes, like you said, it's a pretty important skill to have. Well, if you remember that, imagine <laughs> me. No, I'm, I'm older. <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah. I miss the sound of dial-up internet. I really do. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, I don't miss the speed of dialogue in Spanish, <laughs> I do miss the sound. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or loading up uh, video games on, on on the spectrum from cassettes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was an art to it. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to new titles. Uh, and first of all, I want to mention that there's two. Um, there are two uh, Australian titles that have just come out. Uh, so Under Earth uh, from Chris Gooch, and we actually had a created chat where he was there as well um, recently. So look on our YouTube or our previous podcasts. Uh, and it's an excellent book. I have, I have read it and love it. I'm a big fan. So um, I really recommend it. The other one is Sherlock Bones and the Sea Creature Feature from uh, Rene Tremel. And that's the second book in the series, I believe. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a junior book. And it's, you know, like for early kind of readers or, uh, you know, early primary. And yeah, it, it, I really like the first one. So um, my son liked the first one as well. So hopefully this one will be good, I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, anyway, now let's go with our personal picks, uh, Sarah. Yes, I just want to quickly throw back to Chris Gooch because he has been putting some great content out on Twitter um, about how he made Under Earth. Um, yeah, really fascinating stuff. And he's done quite a long thread about it. Um, so from anyone that's interested in how to create comics or the process that goes behind it, I'm always fascinated by it. Um, yeah, that is a great content. Go have a look at his Twitter page. I'm pretty sure we have also shared it. So find our Twitter page as well. Um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that was known. We did share it, and actually, not only he he shared like a whole thread with all the individual parts and all that, but um, just a couple of days ago, he shared the link where he's compiled the whole thing, and you can download the whole thing as a PDF. Uh, oh, cool! So I highly recommend it. Definitely. It's always nice when they go to such great lengths <laughs> to share oh, yeah, their work with us. Absolutely. <laughs> No, it's been um, really good to read that from him. Yeah. Mm. So yes, uh, back to new releases. Um, this isn't one I have. I haven't read this one, but I'm eager to get my hands on it. It's Fangirl Volume One, the manga. So it's based on the best-selling novel by Rainbow Rowell, but it's adapted by Sam Maggs, illustrated by Gabby Nam. I am not a huge manga reader. So for me, I am looking at this to be a way to dive in and gently ease myself to something that I'm not familiar with. Um, if you're familiar with Fangirl, you'll know what I'm talking about. If not, Kath is a Simon Snow fan, which I'm pretty sure is kind of like a Harry Potter alternative. Um, and she's in college. She needs to start making friends in real life. She writes a lot of fan fiction, so she's popular. She's well-known in that world. But being in college, she starts to kind of um, experience some hardships with connecting to people and kind of giving herself a really good um, real-life world that matches what she has online. 
I liked the story. Um, and as I said, I'd be interested to see how that translates into a manga form. So I am keen for that. That is available. I think it's been pushed back a little bit to November now, um, which is only a few days away. And that's put out by Viz Media. Cool. Yeah, um, um, with the release dates, it's um, this year has been a bit of a yeah. These books have been postponed <laughs> all the time. Um, you know, my favorite thing is Monsters Book Two was meant to come out this month, but now um, it's been pushed to April, I believe, um, and things like that. So, yeah. So just a general uh, disclaimer to everything yeah. that we tell you is a new release. We put it this month, uh, <laughs> it may come out next month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Excellent. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Anyway, uh, Gabby, let's move on. Um, my new release, uh, that I'm really looking forward to is, uh, the second book by Jerry Craft. Um, his first one is New Kid and, uh, the second one coming out is Class Act and it is about, um, I've, oh, I've just had a blank on his name in the first one, but it's about his friend Drew, uh, is, is the second book and it follows his, um, path and journey and experience at school. Um, I love New Kid. It was, when it came out, I just thought it was some, it was a book that I think everyone, like, I think all kids should probably read that one. Um, just dealing with people's perspectives and understanding where people come from and thinking one thing and, and already judging them. But then when you get to know them, they're something different. Um, so I think it's really important. And when I was reading New Kid, I wanted to know more about Drew. And I, so I'm pretty excited that the second one is coming out. Um, so, yes, I will be buying that one. <laughs> yeah. New, New Kid was New Kid was an excellent, excellent book. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, it's been recognised because it's won um, a lot of awards. So done yeah. really, really well and yeah um like you i wanted to know more about you so so yeah it's it's good yeah i think it also helps with how you view yourself and like you you see something in yourself but then like yeah that could be totally different and and people's yeah i could go on about it but <laughs> yeah. um it's very good everyone should read it <laughs> kids adults um everyone can take a message out of that one did you have a lot of kids borrow that book did oh it's it never it's yeah it's never in i oh. had to reserve it for myself because every oh every time it would come back i'd be like oh yes i can borrow it like i can take this one home and i'd return it and then a reserve would pop up and i'm like oh <laughs> give it to a child and then yeah. by the end of the lesson there'd be like two more reserves on it because the girl that had just finished it spoke about it with her to her friends and mm. yeah. So finally just at the end of last term, yeah, I returned it. There was no reserves. And so I snuck it in my bag and just really hoped that no, no child asked for, Oh, do you have any uh, comic books or graphic novels that would be good for the holidays? <laughs> <laughs> Cause normally I go, yes, but they're currently in my bag for me to take home. <laughs> um, so yes, I will probably be reading Class Act before um, 
I even put it out on the shelf, so no one will know about it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to read it uh, to make sure that it was appropriate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I That's always do trick. that. I'm like, oh, oh, I just, I've got it in, but um, I just want to read it to see if it's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And they never know. <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, yeah, for, for me, I have um, a book that, look, I, I'm sure it's not going to be the most uh, commercially successful book. Uh, but it's one that I really wanted to highlight. Um, so Streets of Paris, Streets of Murder, Volume 2, uh, from Jacques Tardy and Jean-Patrick Machette. So they're obviously French. And mm -hmm. it's set in Paris, and it's crime. And, uh, look, uh, um, I know that, uh, you know, the, the noir genre uh, kind of comes from the U.S. Uh, in many ways, but uh, the French did did it and did it really, really well as well. Um, in fact, one of my favorite noir movies is French, um, and one of my favorite noir directors as well. And and yeah, um, this series. Uh, so these uh, two volumes. Uh, this is the second one, and these two volumes collect a series of. Uh, short stories um, written by Jean-Patrick Machette and illustrated by Tardy. And uh, yeah, they're just uh, good old hard-boiled crime. <laughs> and they're fun to read and set in a rainy Paris and what can go wrong, really? I mean, a lot of things people die. <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it's um, um, I'm really, really glad that Fantagraphics uh, collected these stories and um, in these two volumes, and they're actually a little bit oversized as well. So probably a bit expensive for some libraries, but if you want to get something that uh, you know something different, European, and from a master of the medium. I highly recommend it. Uh, Tardy has made uh, quite a few classics. He did uh, also um, uh, some graphic novels about World War II uh, uh, that um, are excellent. So really, really recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> and that probably brings us to an end, unless uh, you've got something to add, any of you. I know Gabby uh, probably wants to go to bed soon because <laughs> uh, she's been at camp. And I will, I will say uh, a lot of, um, there was a few girls that uh, they were allowed to bring uh, one book away on camp. And um, there was about six of them that all had uh, graphic novels. So there you go. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> that Excellent. was pretty exciting. <laughs> Yeah, excellent. Well, uh, thank you for joining me today. We also have uh, a couple of creator chats coming up. So the next creator chat will be with James Foley, uh, uh, who recently published Chicken Soros. And uh, so watch out for that one. It should come out in about a couple of weeks. And and then after that, we'll have uh, another creator chat 
uh, at the end of the year, and that will probably be the last podcast of this year with uh, Holly Jane, uh, who did Bunny Girl. Uh, so watch out for that one as well. A couple of great Australian creators uh, with great books. So thanks for listening and check our blog and our news and our Twitter and let us know how we're doing. Thanks for listening to Aliographic Podcast. Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube page and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Aliographic, email us at aliographicinfo at gmail.com and check our blog, aliographic.blogspot.com for updates, monthly roundups of news and new release titles.